Hey friends, this is Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, where we discuss pop culture through the lens of race or gender, and sometimes both. I'm your host, Julia Washington, and on today's show, my guest is Juliana Coughlin, and we are discussing High School Musical. Hey friends, love our show, but hate the commercials become a pop culture club member on Patreon for $15 a month to receive ad free episodes with bonus content, bonus episodes, a virtual meetup to to discuss movies and television and so much more. To learn more about how to become one of our Patreon pals, visit popculturemakesmejealous.com or hit the link in our show notes. High School Musical first released on January 20th, 2006 as a Disney Channel original movie and started the careers of performers like Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. There are three movies in total and even a TV show on Disney Plus. But before we dive into our discussion, let me introduce you to my guest. Juliana is a podcaster, runner, Harry Potter nerd, she's a Hufflepuff, demisexual dietitian, spondy, and dog mom. Juliana lives on Cape Cod in Massachusetts with her pity Myrtle. Her two podcasts, Puffcast, Your Harry Potter Happy Place, and Into the Fold, a Grishaverse podcast, podcast are independently produced by herself with two best friends, Mel and Jeff. By day, she works as a dietitian in a long-term care with all of her adopted grandparents. When she's not walking her dog, podcasting, or talking Potter, she can be found running. She has run two Boston marathons and will be running the Providence, Rhode Island and Chicago marathons in 2022. She also has a chronic illness called, you're going to have to help me with that one. Alkalinizing spondylolysis. Thank you and is currently on the journey to finding her best treatment plan to combat this condition. Welcome to the show, Juliana. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here because I think we have a very fun topic to talk about that is a lot more thought-provoking and controversial, I would say, and interesting than people probably think it is on the surface level. I think as two people who went through this movement, it's a lot more prominent than maybe say the kids who are just kind of consuming the Disney plus show currently. I would, I would agree with you in that. I also wanted to know, I'm jealous that you're going to run the Chicago marathon. My goal is I've done, I've done halves and I've done, you know, like smaller versions, but like, I really want to be, I really want to get to a place where I can run a full yeah, you should. You should. I, I always recommend that people start with a local marathon mm-hmm. as their first one, especially one if you have one that's like in your t- own town, because then you like you, you know, the people, you know, the roads, you can actually train like on the course, too, mm-hmm. which makes you feel a little bit better the day of. Yeah, actually. So the Modesto Marathon happens in March every year, and it's actually a qualifier for one of the bigger ones. And I can't remember Probably which Boston. one. I think it might be Boston. Yeah. And we have this huge overprep overpass in, um, Mm -hmm. it's like a freeway, um, on-ramp that, well, it's not a freeway on-ramp connects kind of, it's just a weird intersection, but it's a really weird angled slope. And where I live is very flat. So Uh that's part of the course. Oh gosh! (laughs) So it's like when I ran the half, I don't know how long ago I made it up the hill and I was just like, okay, can I get my medal now? Because that was hard. (laughs) I did it. I'm done. And they're like, it's only mile three. And you're like, no, no. 
James like yeah keep going and because we're a rural we have a lot of uh, farm farmland you run through mm. a lot of like two lane roads past orchards and stuff so it's oh like, nice it's such a different experience than I would imagine running in a city would be like yeah well I mean I've I've run Boston twice like I said like you said um and I've run the Cape Cod Marathon and I've run a decent amount of half marathons just here there and everywhere but like it's it's so different running in every place that you do because Boston is interesting too because it's a point to point so you start in one city and you like literally run through like 10 different cities and it's just like constantly changing scenery whereas like on Cape Cod it's you're in kind of those like little roads that you're talking about or like this all like little tiny roads that you're running on and just they block the roads for the most part um but there's still like stray cars coming and you're just like please please Lord please do not let a car come around this corner yeah Cause there are some, there's some, I'm sure where you live, there are some corners that it's like real tight. And the road is also just like real tight. And in our town, nobody like the, when I was helping my friend be the mild cheerleader this year, cause it was near uh-huh. my house. She got assigned near my house and there were people who would pull up and they're like, this is so irritating. Why is the road blocked? Well, I live in this neighborhood, ma'am. I got a letter. You got a letter. Like everyone yeah, got a letter. So, <laughs> the roads so were going to be blocked. Like, please don't try and run over these people. <laughs> People are just like, they, they ignore every single signal you send them. You put signs out, you send them letters, you put out like the town email or whatever, the town patch account, whatever, everything. Yep. And then people are like, what is going on? I don't know. It's like, do you, have you not lived here like 20 years? Yeah. Do you not understand? Yeah, exactly. Okay, friends, let's do a quick summary of High School Musical just to refresh our memories. And this is a summary of the first movie, not two and three, because I feel like the first movie sets it up and you kind of get the gist when you move Mm. forward. And I'm going to say full disclosure, I just pulled this off of Google. Uh, I'm not going to judge you in any capacity because I would have done the same thing. This is why this is why we're kindred. Okay. Troy Bolton, the star athlete at a small town high school, falls for nerdy beauty Gabriela Montez at a holiday karaoke party. When they return to campus, Troy and Gabriela audition for the upcoming musical. Meanwhile, the jealous Sharpay Evans conspires to squelch their chances. The two must struggle to make it to auditions while meeting their existing obligations to the basketball team and the academic decathlon. Well, that sounds it very sounds, exciting. It sounds so epic. It sounds like actually a movie, especially as a middle schooler, I definitely would have been into just uh-huh. reading that discussion. But I, I feel like even with that description, it doesn't, doesn't it doesn't do- lead into what this movie actually ended up being. And I think no. that's it. I just remember, I, I just like imagine reading that byline and then like seeing the poster, maybe because maybe somewhere maybe like at like a claire's or like yeah. probably in like tiger beat or something yeah. um because that's it was, our it first was a- tiger beat reference this season uh you oh, okay. that, nice job good good I, on you i've read i've read so many tiger beat magazines i was never a huge like tiger beat person but my sister katie was because she we knew the jonas brothers yeah favorite colors their favorite foods where they were born their best friend's <laughs> name in first grade like we knew everything about the Jonas Brothers because she was like so into them but like oh my god yeah because we have to remember too this was a Disney Channel movie it yeah it was didn't come out in theaters it literally just was one of those ones where it's like coming this Friday to Disney Channel yeah you can tune in to see Troy and Gabriella sing together and then we get the little mouse thing at the bottom yeah yeah and that was like 
it like maybe it was on the the um the pre what not the pre-roll for one of the disney movies out there probably not honestly i, I don't think I it was yeah i genuinely just remember seeing previews for it yeah on disney channel like, yeah in the ad breaks between yeah. the shows yeah in my attempts to find critic reviews for our like our, from our normal sources like i referenced the hollywood reporter a lot the new york times mm-hmm. even variety um i came up it like there was nothing there was like that sounds about right <laughs> nothing the sequel mm-hmm. however had all the buzz so i there was a lot of critic review about the um about the sequel but they also weren't super thrilled that a sequel was coming in 2006 i don't think anyone could have anticipated the impact of like just disney like the impact this movie would have other than maybe yeah. disney having that that anticipation so i want to start where we always start and normally we start with the context from critics and then we move into this mm-hmm. part of the conversation but since critics didn't talk about it we're just gonna dive in did you love high school musical and if so why i mean i remember watching high school musical because uh actually we got it from my sister's friend i vividly remember everyone at school had seen it i actually didn't have cable so i only got to watch disney channel when i was over at my friend's house and i remember seeing these ads for it, and then everyone was talking about it like yeah. the buzz was real and i was like mom we have to we have to watch this and everyone was watching it and we were telling our mom and then finally my sister's friend julie recorded it on an empty VHS tape for us. Yes. And it it was specifically, specifically the screening that they did with the dance along at the end, mm-hmm. specifically that one. So we got not only the movie, but we got the exclusive dance along for we're all in this together at nice. the end. So I know the all we're all in this together <laughs> dance because we specifically got that showing of it. And we, I don't think we ever returned that vhs to her because we we literally must have played it like 30 times on our it's TV. worn out she's like i don't even want it back you wore yeah. out the tape <laughs> yeah it, it was just it was wild because i remember i was so anxious to see this because everyone else had seen it and then i saw it and then it was just like clicked and it yeah. was just part of the zeitgeist and it was just like there and high school musical like was existence mm-hmm. like that was my life and I don't know about you, but I was like, who is this cutie patootie, Zach Efron? Oh, Zach Efron. Yeah. It's funny too, because I remember that when the first movie came out, everyone was like, he's not even doing his own vocals. <laughs> and I was someone, I was like, I think he's singing. And it turns out he actually wasn't doing his own vocals because mm-hmm. we found that out when they did the high school, because this kind of, as we're going to talk about, snowballed into something so big, they ended up doing a live tour for this movie that went around from city to city to city. I never got to see it, but it fully sold out in the venue that's closest to where I live. And they had the guy who actually did the vocals go and be Troy Bolton on the tour and not Zac Efron. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, because I remember seeing the posters and I was like, who's that guy and why is Zac Efron not on this poster? Yeah, yeah. And then we kind of all gathered that, oh yeah, Zac Efron didn't actually- I guess you- yeah, I guess you can tell, but you wouldn't necessarily notice by how like intense he gets with the singing, right? Like yeah. he's really into it. You'd think he's feeling it, which yeah. I kind of love, but you know. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, they're all, they're all like lip syncing to their songs anyway. So yeah. And it's such Disney music too, right? Like Disney has a very specific sound on how Mm -hmm. they want their actors and actresses to sing. And sometimes it's okay, but watching it last night, I was like, oh, I think I've outgrown the Disney sound. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of, uh very like overly dramatized a lot of mm-hmm. the time and the and very high pitched like Vanessa yeah. Hudgens voice I don't know if it's her I can't oh I she has a very high voice yeah yeah and I was just like I can't and then it's funny because with the advent of Instagram when people sing on Instagram and you're just like oh I you're you clearly are trying to get with Disney because of the way that you mm. sound and because they oh, yeah. only will hire for one type of vocal range or whatever and I just it's fine but also I can't I'm too old now (laughs) I know I I would have I would have murdered someone to be on a Disney movie as a child like full-on murdered multiple people if I could have been (laughs) in a singing Disney movie as a child I I tried to audition I don't know if you know the the TV show Zoom that was on PBS yeah I tried to audition for that because I because they filmed it in Boston oh I didn't Uh, realize yeah so they would have auditions every year and I had like kids at my high school like Buzz, who was um, on Zoom, he yeah. was two years above me in in the school I went to, and his mom was our health teacher. Oh, how um, funny! So, like, it was kind of like a local phenomenon kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. My mom would never let me audition for. It. She's like, "I'm not driving you into Boston to audition for Zoom." I was like, "I want to be on Zoom." <laughs> but That's oh my god, funny. I would have loved to be on High School Musical. It would have been so fun. We are looking for advertising partners. When you support this podcast, you're supporting a woman-owned BIPOC small business. We're looking for other small business partners who want to get in front of an audience of like-minded folks looking to smash the patriarchy and make cultural change. If that's you, email us at popculturemakesmejealous to get started. Just put ad partner interest in the subject line. Can't wait to hear from you. Cues by Jewels offers custom artwork and original prints specializing in watercolor, focusing on the human form and different shades of skin. If you're looking for that perfect gift for a birthday or have a special memory you'd like to commemorate, visit Hughes by Jewels on Instagram. That's Hughes, H-U-E-S by Jewels, J-U-L-E-S. In a 2019 article from Vox, writer Aja Romano notes that High School Musical was an unexpected overnight sensation and offered this about the film, quote, not only was it the rare Disney Channel movie aimed at teens and tweens rather than kids, but it was one of the relative few at the time that boasted its own soundtrack. And it was a true musical. The songs were integrated into the story conceit meaning that rather the songs originated from the character's fictional world like being played on someone's radio they they're instead performed by characters expressing their feelings and intentions through song end quote later in the article romano adds until that point in its lifespan disney hadn't really gotten comfortable parodying its own brand the brief meta jokes that distinguished animated films aladdin and the emperor's new groove from more self-serious entries in the Disney canon made them unique outliers rather than the evidence that the mouse was growing more open to affectionate self send-ups, end quote. Mm. And what I think is really interesting here um, is that the concept of it's its first show where it's specifically targeting teens and tweens. Like, yeah. It's never, that's not, and when I thought about it more, it's like, 
Yeah. yeah, I guess Disney really wasn't like no one was really focused on like that tween aspect because they're sophomores in high school, I think. So you're naturally going to capture mm-hmm. that peer group, but then like there's still an element of innocence to it that it's still appropriate for me to have like my fifth grader watch it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want some curious. So I want to talk about that. And then I also want to talk about why you think the movie and the franchise exploded the way it did. Yeah, I think that that's a super interesting take for sure, because now that I'm thinking about it, too, I feel like like if you think like classic Disney, like Disney that kind of came like pre the 2000s, it's very either like a good old jolly family fun adult time or it's (laughs) or it's like a goofy cartoon kids thing. Like there's no there was no teen zone, really for this and I feel like at this point I'm trying to think of what even came before high school musical because like Hannah Montana was after that like yeah. Lizzie McGuire Lemonade. was kind Lemonade, Lemonade Mouth, Mouth. Camp, Camp Rock yeah. I love Camp Rock is my favorite <laughs> like we're just gonna put that down straight on any Disney Channel movie Camp Rock wins straight out the gate for me yeah um I will watch that any day of the week it's yeah. just so ridiculous it the, it, the ridiculous like, of that movie is great like it's but I it's, also love it because it's like you have high school music and you've got your preppy nerdy kids and then here's camp rock which is like here's all the kids who aren't preppy and nerdy we'll take you too and we get the jonas brothers and they're like they are not good actors in this movie at all and it's great they are terrible they have allison um what's her last name she's known as being a dancer she's in there and there's the dancing scene but joe jonas who can't dance to save his life is the dance teacher and i'm like what are you doing uh Oh, yeah, when it's on, you will watch it. Oh, it's great. I, I listen to the soundtrack any day of the week. Um, but yeah, no, it's super interesting because there definitely wasn't a really super specified audience um, capturing piece of media from Disney that stood out, I guess, that was mm-hmm. for teens or tweens before this. And I, I think it's interesting too that this, um, that Mr. Romano says that this is their first like actual like musical musical, which yeah, that's interesting too, because you think the only musicals we really did have before that were the animated ones. Mm-hmm. And we had some mo- some shows and movies and things that had like a theme, like one or two themed songs within them. But I mean, even, even the ones that like Aladdin or Aladdin's more of a musical musical and like Little yeah. Mermaid's more of a musical musical. Yeah. But some of them, even the animated ones, only have like one or two like songs in them that are like actually sung by characters, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, Little but- Mermaid's another one too, where it's, they, they do have all the, um, but yeah, the, but it's back to, you're right. That's the animated. It was mostly focused on animated. The only yeah. other thing I can think of would be like the Parent Trap remake in 98. But again, you know, Lindsay Lohan's playing an 11 year old. So it's still yeah. kind of like a fine holiday family fun. It's still geared towards family. Yeah. Um, and like then Lizzie McGuire, I feel like was the only thing that kind of maybe like overstepped that line mm-hmm. a little bit only because we had things like her where she was talking about going through period. Like yeah. I very vividly remember the episode where she's like, I want a bra. Yeah. And like, that was like the whole episode. Very vividly remember that. Cause my mom was like scandalous. I was like, um, maybe not like, yeah. this is just like a human thing that people do. I feel like um, it's appropriate that she wants a bra. It's fine. Yeah. Like I'd rather have a, like if my boobs be flapping everywhere and I don't feel like I want, if I feel like I want to wear something to hold them, like, that's good. I mean, you can, you can go free bird if you want, but like, if I want something to hold my, 
my boobs that's good yeah exactly and you know disney did sort of really capitalize and that was their bread and butter was like what can we get families to watch together whereas like high school music when i when i watched it last night i was like there's no way my mother would have sat through this movie. <laughs> oh no. It was very, very, very specific. They had like a very specific audience in mind when they mm-hmm. did this movie and they, they hit it like just right for whatever yeah. it was like the, the combination of the music, the actors, Kenny Ortega, whose career like skyrocketed from here. Cause he yeah. did like every single Disney channel movie after this. Yeah. Um, that we actually have just... a quote from him later. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Cause th- this was like his like kind of claim to fame. And I remember even me as a teenager hearing like, oh, Kenny Ortega choreographed this new movie. I'd be like, that's so cool because I had learned the, we're all in this together dance. And I was very fond of Kenny Ortega at that point because he was on that recording and you know, we were best buds by that point. Yeah. I had seen it like 30 times. Uh, right. So, yeah, I remember that being kind of a, a, a pull for me because I was like, oh, I love the dancing so much from mm-hmm. High School Musical. I'm sure I'm going to love X, Y, and Z movie. And yeah, Camp Rock yeah. Is actually Lemonade Mouth. I'm going to love Lemonade Mouth. Yep, yep. <laughs> They're um, all choreographed by Kenny Ortega. Yeah. The other thing that I really, like, that I that I didn't, I forgot about and didn't really think about deeper in 2006. So you have this cast and characters. So Troy Bolton, Zach Efron, you know, he's your basic white boy from San Luis Obispo, which is pretty much what we expect from San Luis Obispo. Um, and yeah, then you have Vanessa, yeah. <laughs> and then you have Vanessa Hudgens. And then you have, um, Troy's okay. best friend, Corbin blue. I don't forget his character name on the show. Oh, God, and then the, yeah. And then the whole cast is just basically a sprinkling of diversity. It isn't just like, here's the one-off black person, yeah. here's the one-off Latina and like everybody else is white. It's like truly a diverse cast. And I was thinking about it this morning. I thought, I don't think I recall anything for teens or just kids in general where the cast, I mean, like sure Sesame street, but that's, you know, but yeah. like actual teenager things. Mm-hmm. where the cast is like a wide variety of people it's usually like here's your token black person <laughs> they yeah. have witty lines <laughs> he, he, he. they have a big personality look at yeah. them being sassy over there as a typical right. black person right it's and like, like they didn't do that in high school musical they were like hey these yeah. are all the kids and you all have very clear roles and yeah they're not they didn't feel caricature to me mm-hmm which I really appreciated. And then of course I had to struggle with like, is this the first time I saw something for teenagers that wasn't caricature? (laughs) Yeah. I think, I I think I'm going to agree with you and say that for me, like, I mean, I, I obviously am very white. Um, but like, I, stand behind every I, I want more racial diversity because white people are boring as all hell. Like we don't need more white people. We really do not. It's like, please like more, more people of more different diversities because like, white people are boring. Um, so I, I really like this too, because we see people in different roles too. I'm trying to think of the guy's name, but their other best friend who's on the, on the basketball team who bakes. The one that's always cooking. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, that is like, like if you were going to like stereotype cast someone for that role, it definitely would not be a black person just like based yeah. on super, like super terrible stereotypes. Right. But you get this kind of sensitive, what's his name? Like Zeev or I think his name is something like, like, I gotta look it up. It's just like a Z. 
Um, but he's just like this kind of like super sensitive guy who likes to bake, but he's also on the basketball team and he also can sing really well. Isn't he in love with Sharpay? I feel like he's always trying to give Sharpay the things. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. At the end of the movie, he comes in and he's like, I have brownies for you at the yeah. credit scene. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He's chasing after Sharpay and it's, it's, it's really cute. Like he's such a great character to have and just to have him played by a person of color is just so nice. Um, and it makes it, honestly, I would just want to be friends with whoever that actor is. Yeah. He was one of my favorites because he was just so delightful and just like, hi, here I am. I think it's Chris Warren. Okay. I think I'd have to double check. Cause you know, all of his pictures, he looks much older on IMDb. Yeah. It's been a hot minute since this movie came out. I think it's him. I'll for sure, for sure confirm um, yeah. <clears throat> and update. But yeah, I loved, I just, I loved him. I love, it's nice. Hated too. My, Sharpay. Oh my gosh. She's <laughs> awful. Like I, Ashley Tinsdale. It's funny too, because we kind of, we see Ashley Tinsdale, like at the same time that she's filming these movies, she's doing the sweet life of Zach and Cody. That's right. I was trying to remember if they overlapped and I freaking yeah, loved her on the sweet life. Yeah. I hated Like as a character, I hated her in this movie, but like, oh in the second movie I feel like she hits her peak in the second movie and just becomes like they play her up as such a caricature of the character they created in the first movie like to a point where it's like like I mean you get the I want more song and that literally is like a parody on the first it's a parody in itself because she uh, everything is pink she's literally just like creating a parody for herself and it's great the um what really stuck out to me last night when I was watching it that I was like because I'll die on this hill I've said it multiple times on the show uh-huh. the early aughts fashion was just cruel and those of us it's who were wild. teens and young adults then would like to have a redo because it's not fair and so watching high school musical it was like this is a reminder of the crap fashion that we had to wear like Zach Efron and his like flared out boot wide jeans but then also like I don't know what the shirt was. And then Vanessa Hutchins had like a little tiny purse that still went over the shoulder, but it was like, oh my God, right yeah. in her armpit. It was yeah. like, why did we think that that was a good tool? Oh, she definitely <laughs> got that at limited two. That is definitely a limited two purse. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind. Or like when Sharpay had her like little half sweater that buttoned oh, over yeah. her dress mm-hmm. because she was wearing a strapless dress. So she had like, I she was has like, like a jelly roll purse. Yes. And I'm like, Oh, wow. That's a flashback if I've ever seen one in my yeah. life. Trauma. Uh-huh. I was like, this is just a reminder that we had terrible fashion in 2006. And like Zach's hair was super fashionable then, right? But now when you look back and look at pictures from that era, you're just like, yeah, that was probably, that's probably 2004 to 2008. <laughs> oh my God. I love this. I, oh my God. I'm looking at some of the pictures. This is great. Oh, yeah. wow. Just like the bright colors. I mean, Vanessa Hudgens wearing it like the corduroy, bright, corduroy mm-hmm. bright blue jeans. That or is like a, a the choice lacy, that someone made. The lacy tank top where the lace was sticking out underneath like the second uh-huh. layer tank top. That was uh-huh. awful, but we thought it was so cute. We thought all the, la- all the layers. I had so many. I remember when I was wearing tank tops over shirts. I had like a lacy tank top and I wear it like over a white t-shirt. Yeah. And it was like a pattern tank top. And then it had like a little strap and a little like bow right here. I was like, wow, I'm like, just like the cutest bitch there ever did be. Yeah. Um, and was lo- not, definitely lo- was not. Lo and behold, we fast Surprise. all these years later. And we're like, why was I wearing? This is awful. Oh, I, I love it. I love it too, how they're all, because this is a high school thing. And I'm looking at some of the pictures now. I'm just realizing 
Sharpay's the only one who wears heels. Yeah. I feel, which is very actually uncharacteristic of TV shows. Cause I feel like most of the time when you see female characters who are supposed to be, who are like main characters in a mm-hmm. movie, you don't see the majority of them wearing flats. Unless they're taller than their male co-star. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, they're literally all wearing flats except for like, like ballet flats, specifically yeah. 2000s ballet flats. Thank you yeah. very much. Um, <laughs> I remember being like, I need a good ballet flat. We have to go shopping. Oh my God. I went to pay less and I bought so many ballet flats. Because <laughs> they're sales. They had such great Yeah. Sales. Uh, I could get, I mean, I, sometimes I get them for like $8 and I'd be like, wow, this means then, then the American Eagle came out with that line yeah. that they did with pay less. And I was like, I am here for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is traumatizing, but also yeah. wonderful. But also at the same time, fond memories. <laughs> Middle school. <laughs> What a time to be alive. Yeah. For me, I was um, a little bit older than that, but still, because I was 20 when it came out, they're still trying to like, I still think that they tap into nostalgia in a way. Oh yeah. Like musical theater or whatever. And one of the things that, one of the other things too, I was thinking this morning when I was walking the dog, I thought, I actually love how Disney was like, Hey, we're going to take this super jock basketball player. Who's like the cutest boy in school and like the dream guy and mm. we're gonna make him want more and like show that it's okay you don't have to be just a quote jock and I yeah. love and I, I don't I mean whatever people could say that that doesn't matter but I feel like if you're a guy who doesn't in like in my community they're still really big on that whole like you're a dude you can't have emotions or yeah, the whole like macho man Mm-hmm. complex kind of so thing. if I yeah. was you know if you're watching this and you see Troy Bolton who's the basketball star of everything think I enjoy singing and I'm gonna audition it might be like that little yeah. thing you need to know that you're not weird it's yeah. okay to like singing yeah the, <laughs> and I mean, not the, be like a rock star musician type like you can be a football player and still enjoy being in a musical yeah I really like that because I feel like this is for me and from what I remember from the Disney shows and channels and stuff like all the stuff, this is kind of like their first uh, toe dip and foray into sexual orientation, like, and like gender identity kind Mm -hmm. of, because I feel like up until this point, it's pretty much been like, like you have like the weak guys. Like, I mean, remember like Gordo from Lizzie McGuire. He's like Mm -hmm. the epitome of like the dorky weak guy. And all he does is dorky, 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 dorky. Mm -hmm. And then you have the cool skater kid who's like, yeah, man. And then you have the rocker kid and then the really macho guy. And they had like those three or four like stereotypes. And then then they were all very like straight males, Mm -hmm. very like straight male. And then we finally get this kind of effeminate jock in there. And then we get which is very nice but then at the same time they have ryan there who is so clearly gay but then they haven't fallen in love with kelsey i'm like i'm like my dude like come on i mean the the storyline here was really between corbin blue's character and ryan like that was the gay storyline we needed yes there's a whole song about it in the second movie yeah like but they were too scared to go there i think Mm -hmm. yeah they took it i feel like they took it as far as they could yeah in 20 in, in what year did this, this is out? a 2000, 2000 did the second one come out in 2008 maybe yeah in yeah. 2000 i feel like that's as far as they probably could have taken it without getting too much kickback 2007 
2007. Yeah. But you're right because we're still in a position and our country's still in a position where, you know, states are fighting over gay marriage and it's mm-hmm. still not an, you know, um, a nationwide thing. And yeah. that's the representation of just any sort of LGBTQ, LGBTQ theme is very mm-hmm. much not Disney's comfort zone. So, yeah. you know, they're still, they're trying to figure out with, with their audience, how far they can take it. Yeah. It is nice though. Cause I feel like they're the, for like tween slash kids shows, I feel like they kind of started the movement in that direction, specifically, I think with this movie, because mm-hmm. we start, I mean, even when we get to like, say camp rock, like we get some more like effeminate guys, which mm-hmm. is just like a nice thing to see um and more like more like less stereotypically macho guys which is just like a nice a nice breath of fresh air you know yeah for sure because that's the other thing that I think is really hard when it comes to representation and I know like a lot of what we talk about on this show is representation when it comes to like being female or being Mm -hmm. in the marginalized community but one of the things that I think is really that we're seeing a lot in the world right now is that like a lot of men, specifically white men, don't know how to exist if they're not the ones on top. We're not yeah. showing that. And, you know, I think that's part of, that's a huge part of the problem and why yeah. it's so easy for certain types of narratives to get, can be sucked into. Um, but if we can be like, Hey, here's Troy Bolton, who is, who is not, you know, he's, you know, his dad's the basketball coach. Like he clearly lives in a nice house. He clearly goes to a nice school. He's oh, they have a nice house. Yeah. <laughs> he clearly is like on the path to being you know this great person but also he's a white dude like it's okay to be like you don't have to be in control like you can be allowed to do something else Mm -hmm. and you don't have to be angry about it yeah and I mean even though like the romantic relationship between Troy and Gabriella isn't like perfect Gabriella is the one who walks away which is actually nice to see that and she she does that a bunch of times she does come back to him I will say it's not an abusive relationship so I'm okay with her coming back. Like he's usually, it's just like a misunderstanding that happens yeah, yeah. because of Sharpay, but it, it's not like with <laughs> Sharpay not- ruins everything. Oh my God. She's terrible. <laughs> that actually like leads us into our next point, because at this point, everyone like at right now in our life, everyone knows Zac Efron. Everyone knows mm. Vanessa Hudgens. Some people might struggle to think about Ashley Tisdale. Like, I don't think our, anybody within that millennial generation would struggle. Yeah. Um, but like my mom doesn't know who Ashley Tisdale is, but she totally knows who Zac Efron is. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so those two are in the center of the high school musical saga and they have this teenage love and, and happiness. And so like for Disney, as we we're talking about, what do you think Troy and Gabriella relationship throughout the franchise sort of taught you about dating and romance oh I don't know I I I think it just I think it let me know kind of what we talked about earlier that because obviously again I was in middle school when this movie came out that you can kind of date across party lines I guess (laughs) (laughs) you can date across cliques you can date across other things and it, it kind of for me just echoed something that I've just always felt in my soul like since I was a kid, like, why can't we just all be friends? I like your point though, about cross party lines, like, or just yeah. anything, right. Cause like coming from, I'm a product of a biracial relationship and not, it's rare to see not so much nowadays, but it's, but in 2006, I don't think we had a ton of representation of like, Oh God, no, just interracial dating. No, 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 no. Yeah. I feel like I remember seeing, I'm trying to think of any major show that we had that had 
an interracial couple that was like the center of attention. The first one that ever I ever, well, for kids, no. Yeah. (laughs) The Jeffersons was not for children. Um, Because the Jeffersons had an interracial couple, but I think the husband was white and the wife was black. Um, Mm -hmm. But still, that was in the 70s. So, like, there's a whole population of people who have no idea that that was on TV or even a thing. And then fast forward, I don't know. Yeah. I can't think of, honestly, like I'm trying to like put my, I'd have to do some research. Cause there's a lot of TV shows that I've watched yeah. growing up and I don't remember them all. Well, cause even like one that is like specifically black, like that's so Raven. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. That's so Raven. She ends up dating people who are also black for the most part. Yeah. I, I pretty, and her best friend, who's a guy is black. Her best friend, who's a girl who's white Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that's so Raven still falls into that nineties ideology, which is yeah. we have the predominant cast and then the one outlier friend. So we we can yeah. say that we oh, have diversity. Yep. Oh yeah. Chelsea's like, it's like all like, not that this is a bad thing, but it's like yeah. all black people and like one white person as uh-huh. opposed to like Lizzie McGuire. I don't remember any black people in Lizzie McGuire honestly. or Hannah Montana. Was there anybody on Hannah Montana? I can't remember. I don't think so. Because yeah. it's a Waverly Place. I don't think there was anyone. I don't think so either. Um, yeah, it's well, they were oh, I loved, that whole family, I loved actually, Wizards actually, of Waverly. Actually, that whole family is Hispanic. What am I talking about? That's a whole Hispanic family. Like the dad's is it? I thought the dad was white. Is this no, I, I'm pretty sure he's Hispanic. I think they're all Hispanic because the all all the I know the mom is because the, the mom for sure is, but the dad she's the mom from Camp Rock. Yeah, the dad is um one of the Deloise brothers because their dad's super famous um oh okay so he's not i know all I, the kids i know all the kids that are might actually, actually be that might actually be the first interracial couple on disney channel like as a, a disney TV channel show. tv show that came after high school musical though yeah it did it did yeah yeah because my son was like old enough to watch it yeah i was in like high school i think at that point oh yeah 2007 to 2012 is when wizards of waverly place yeah aired yeah yeah i was in high school so that tracks mm-hmm. yeah yeah because that was oh that was selena after. gomez that's where she got our start her start yeah all yeah, these disney was... darlings it's so funny to see david deloise i knew he was a deloise yeah so he's he's not hispanic he's white i feel like deloise is italian because his dad, his dad is Dom DeLuise. And oh, so okay. there's That's a joke. Italian. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this joke in um, Sleepless in Seattle where Meg Ryan and Paul, Bill Pol- Pullman are in um, New York and he ordered, he's ordering champagne because there's Dom Perignon and he's like, uh-huh. I have a Dom DeLuise. And then Meg Ryan's like, he's joking. She means Dom Perignon. <laughs> That's so that joke gets made a lot um but i'm yeah, pretty sure he's italian yeah that, either that's... way though italians aren't don't necessarily depending on who you talk to and Itali- italians aren't aren't part of you know yeah like you're can't be i can't don't claim being hispanic or latino yeah 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 no i i think you're right i think that was probably one of the first interracial couples in as like one of the main couples of mm-hmm. a disney channel show at that point because i can't think of any other ones that that had that really yeah me either at all and that was such a great era of disney channel original content you had wizards of waverly place you had the sweet life you had oh yeah um what's the one with the baby girl 
Oh, good luck, Charlie. Thank you. Yep. Mm-hmm. You had good luck, Charlie. You had uh, Hannah Montana. Oh, oh. Jesse, shake it up, Zendaya. Oh, Zendaya. It's so it's so crazy to see all of these actors where they started out. Uh-huh. And I mean, especially like we're gonna talk like we talked about too, like Zach Efron and Vanessa Hudgens, like. They, this is the first major thing that they were ever a part of. And mm-hmm. like, if they had not been a part of this, their careers definitely would not be where they are right now. Yeah. Who knows? Capacity. Exactly. And even when you think about it too, like when you think about all the people who played sort of a lead role in one of these movies, specifically high school musical, you mm-hmm. know, um, or even just in that era period, Selena Gomez is still standing. Miley yep. Cyrus is still standing. Sammy Lovato. Demi Lovato is still standing, you know, obviously Nick Efron, Nick Efron, Zach Efron and Vanessa Hudgens, but I was trying to think about the other day. It's like, what has Corbin Blue even done? Like nothing came immediately to mind. Like his career would be something I'd have to Google. Um, and same with Ashley Tisdale. Like, I don't don't know what she's she's done recently. Um, and same with the kid that plays her brother. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many characters on this show or the composer the girl that's the composer in high yeah, school like, I have no yeah. clue what she's up to <laughs> it's funny too it's funny too though because if you see any of these people in any other movie or context it's kind of like the phenomenon that has happened with the Harry Potter series oh, yeah. too. you see it like if you see Daniel Radcliffe anywhere you're like oh my god it's Harry Potter yeah. you're not like oh my god it's Daniel Radcliffe you're like oh my god it's Harry Potter like and same with Zac Efron or like Vanessa Hudgens, yeah. you're like, oh my God, it's Gabriella or it's Troy or even any, any of the other minor characters too. Cause I know I've seen some of the other minor characters in movies that came out like in the early 2000s, yeah. uh, late 2000s. And I'd be like, oh my God, it's Ryan from High School Musical. And you just see these people and you identify them as their character instead of identifying them as the person because yeah. the role they played was just so iconic. Yeah. And uh, which which is funny too because I think one of the things that has made it a little bit more iconic going and this is kind of a, a little mini side tangent um more iconic going into the current place where we are right now is the fact that high school musical is so memeable there yeah. are so many meme moments that can be taken from it and I think that's one of the things that's kind of helped it kind of go forward to where it is yeah. right now where it's like a series on Disney Channel which I admittedly have not watched because yeah, it feels wrong in my soul um <laughs> specifically but it, it's lived on to another generation yeah. because it's such a big thing and I, I just feel like that's one of the things too like there are so many iconic people iconic roles iconic moments memeable moments yeah. all these things just kind of came together and yeah. were this like weird unexpected dancing singing package yeah <laughs> For sure. And with what I, what I thought was interesting was Zac Efron's career. Cause I mm-hmm. love the movie 17 again. I oh, he's freaking, so good in hairspray too. He is so good in hairspray. I love him but, in hairspray. But what I feel like, like hairspray was great. It was a re you know, it's a remake. It's an updated version, blah, blah, blah. But what I loved about 17 again, I feel like it was like a really clear, like transition of like, I will give you one more movie where I play basketball oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. that's it. You have mm-hmm. got to take me seriously. That's yeah. what it felt like to me. And he did yeah. such a great job. It was, I watch it on, it's on TV. I watch it. I own the DVD. I watch it. Like I, it's, it's, I feel, it's, a, it's an end of the year, like school year movie for me. I feel like that's kind of the transition that a lot or most of these Disney actors went through 
where they had to just like make a stand and being like, I am not a Disney person anymore. Yeah. Obviously the roughest transition was Miley Cyrus. Like let's yeah. put that up. That was a, that was a while. It, it, and I mean, I think just because her personality is one of that is one of instability, which is fine. You can exist in the world as an unstable person. Mm-hmm. That's all good and well, but it just having, I feel bad for her having that play out on a big screen pretty yeah. much. Yeah. It's just, that's really rough. Yeah. For sure. Same with Demi Lovato too. It's just really oh gosh, hard to yeah. like, and just how cruel the internet can be towards women versus men when things like that happen. Even um, one of the Sprouse twins came out and was like, the experiences we had as Disney people and the experiences mm. the girls had were very different. And like, he kind of oh, yeah. marked some very specific things. And it's just like, that's gross. Like the fact that you, like, it was even clear to you and you were a young child and it was clear to you that that's mm-hmm. like, we should be ashamed as a society that that exists. Oh yeah. I, I have no questions as to why these specifically like these ladies and yeah. female identifying people because Demi Lovato has such come out I think she's bisexual now yeah um, and I so think she's, her she's she the, they, oh, sorry they them sorry yeah. I mean, keep saying she I shouldn't say that they them um they had that transition as well too but people who at that time identified as female I I can validly see why they had so much trauma it's yeah. awful yeah and that was the error too of like skinny mini like stick figure people because I mean even as like a regular middle schooler I really felt that really hard and that yeah. was the the times where like right before being curvy kind of came into mm-hmm. its era it, I would say yeah the so era like, of low rise jeans oh my god like yeah we had low rise was it was not, not no 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 you no, had no. to be a size zero and the su- and straight as a board for that to work it was not I even yeah. I got a I do stitch fix sometimes and I got a pair of jeans mm-hmm. that I loved and then I saw that they were mid-rise and I was like that's why <laughs> it yeah. does a little dip in the back because my booty's too big for him and it was like so I typed back I was like I need high rise always <laughs> like please <laughs> mm-hmm. oh my god I just I remember- want to be able to bend down thank you oh <laughs> uh, I could never because I I am like, I, I do have the like boards shape, but I have like really thick thighs. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't fit into like the skinny jeans, skinny jeans. And the butt is always like a little bit too big. So it's, and like the waist is just a really bizarre It like, honestly, like no waist ever fits the same. And you probably know this too. <laughs> it's always such a bizarre fit. And I just like the low rise jeans were not a style for my body. Like I was, no. my, my body was like, no, thank you. Like we need like a bell bottom or yeah. like good luck finding those in 2006 (laughs) i got some thick thighs that need to go into these babies yeah yeah for sure are you on instagram are you following us on instagram find us at pop culture makes me jealous that's where we have all of our conversations post show drop and we want you to be a part of it we want to know what do you think of the show what do you think of this week's episode? We won't know any of those things until you go over to Instagram, give us that follow and start having a conversation with us. We can't wait to talk to you there. Find us on Instagram at pop culture makes me jealous. Looking forward to talking with you. When you join our Patreon community, you get access to all episodes, bonus content, invitations to our monthly happy hour, and a weekly drop-in hangout session that feels more like hanging out at a coffee shop. The cost is only $15 a month. When you join, we'll even give you a shout out in one of our episodes. Don't wait. Join us. Become a Pop Culture Club member today. 
So I want to go back to the Vox article um, I referenced a little bit ago. The integration of the music into the show, rather than it being background noise or layered over as a vehicle to enhance the emotion, the characters sing and dance as if they were as if it were everyday life. Kenneth Ortega, Kenny Ortega, is the choreographer. And in 2016, when reflecting on the 10-year mark of High School Musical's release with Entertainment Weekly, he said, quote, I am really proud of it. We had a goal which was to entertain a very specific audience that we believed was the out there and would be ripe and ready for something like this. And we found them. And they sure as shit found them. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> so I want to talk about the music and the performances of the movie, the elements that make this a musical, all that fun stuff. So how for you, how does high school musical rank in regards to the music to musicals in general? I'd say that it, it's a pretty like average musical. I I did musical theater in high school and I'm pretty into watching musical theater um, and just theater in general. I'd say it's it's pretty much on par with like your basic musical. Like if you were going to go watch, um, oh gosh, what's, I, I can see it. Like Fiddler on the Roof probably oh, uh-huh. has like the kind of, it, it's not, no, there's nothing too like crazy about the music. Like there's no, it's not like a Stephen Sondheim mm-hmm. number. Uh, it's not like Into the Woods or like Sweeney Todd or anything like that where the music yeah. is like very complex. Um, and there's no like huge big numbers um, like some of the some of the musicals. And there's no like huge spectacle like The Lion King on Broadway. That's like a spectacle. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen that. We did. It came in, I forget what year it was touring and it came to San Francisco. So we hopped on a train and went and saw it. And it was, was so good. Incredible. Before everyone dies, listeners out there, before you die, go see The Lion King Broadway production because it is well worth your time. Yeah. I've, I've seen a good amount of Broadway shows and that one is definitely like visuals wise is my favorite that I've ever seen it was yeah it was incredible we didn't stay for the whole show my son was little he was probably oh you have to go back it's so good how old was he and he's usually he was pretty good about sitting through stuff at the time but I think because the combination of having to take a car and then a train and then we had to walk because there's a a train uh, station right outside of the Orpheum which is where where all the Broadway shows stop to tour and so it was like I think that combination of everything um mentally on it mm -hmm. yeah I get that yeah (laughs) I I he might have been seven he might have been seven maybe six maybe six yeah I I, but I would say that the music here it's very I would put it like in the average range yeah. of like music. It definitely qualifies as, as musical music. There's that like drama that comes mm. with it. That's like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Kind of like factor happening. Yeah. Um, but, and the talk singing is there, which is a big factor in musicals singing. And it, like we talked, you know, you talked about, it is the storyline. Like mm-hmm. it's playing out the storyline throughout the song and moving the plot along. So I, I would say the music is like, average there's nothing too exciting but i think i think there's not really any other musical at this point in time when this musical comes out even like within the broadway sphere of things there's not a musical out there that's targeted at teens yet right this it just didn't exist there were musicals for like elderly people and then refined people in their like 40s and then and then there were kind of like goofy ones that people in their 20s and then there's like kids 
ones, key appropriate ones, like the Lion right. King or like the Little Mermaid or Mary Poppins or things like that, which I don't yeah. even think Mary Poppins and Little Mermaid were on Broadway yet, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But yeah. I, there wasn't anything. Cause right now you have like Dear Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some other prom. musicals, prom, um, yeah. gosh, what's the other one that I'm thinking? Like you're in town. You could kind of say that you're in town more of like a teen. Cause like dirt, it's like dirt like dirty actual like dirty like poop pee humor mm-hmm. kind of and it definitely is like appropriate for like middle school and high school guys they love it um but things like that didn't exist yet they just yeah. weren't things that were out there in the zeitgeist but yeah. high school musical was really the first dip into musicals specifically targeting teen experiences mm-hmm yeah i mean the only other one i can think of obviously because zach efron was in it um in the screen version was hairspray but even then hairspray still doesn't feel like it's still outdated it's like it's kind of like a grease yeah and it's not relatable to kids in 2006 yeah and it's like there's a lot of social commentary in it where i think that if i weren't if I didn't live the life that I lived, which was being, having to be very aware of the racial divide. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have understood some of the songs and what was happening, like the concept yeah. of like, um, you know, on Saturday mornings, they only had, that's when they had the black audience. That was the mm-hmm. only time they could have the black, um, people come in and do the music and the dancing and the performances. And then the whitewashing of that for the rest of the week, like those things I think would have, if I hadn't grown up with that knowledge, it existed because of, uh, who my family was. Um, yeah. and I say that to friends at home because, cause you know, I'm black. Um, <laughs> um, and my dad's obsessed with music. Um, but I think, and that was like a, a major conversation piece a lot in our, in our family. I don't know, like I have friends who are just now realizing things like that existed and, you know, I'm 38. Oh, wow. So it's like, how are you just now finding this out? Like I've known my whole life. And then I have to remind myself, Oh, I, you that's know, still the not, cultural... that's, that, that's still not a good thing to be in your forties and just learning about that. Like, yeah. It, I as, agree. As the white person on this call, <laughs> yeah. I would like to say that that's not acceptable. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I agree. And, but I think it's a lot of, I think it's because too, this it's so easy, especially 30 years ago to put blinders on and be oh, like, yeah. I don't know what's happening in the world because we only blah, had, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. we only had Peter Jennings telling us what was happening on the news or whoever mm-hmm. was the other Peter Jennings just happened mm-hmm. to be my favorite in the nineties. Um, but it's, you know, but now it's like, you can't ignore it because the internet won't let you. <laughs> oh gosh. No, no, no. Well, I, so I, I think now just talking about this too, and like talking through like hairspray and even like grease, or you could kind of throw, uh, oh gosh, what was the other musical I was just thinking of? Um, like Fiddler on the Roof or things like that. They, they all come with an underlying political agenda yes. essentially. And this, I feel like High School Musical is the first musical that is one written about teens and two is like just for fun. Like it literally, there's no political agenda happening here. It literally is just like these two people fell in love. There, there is a basketball game with East and West High, the most creative names for high schools that ever existed. (laughs) And they're just there. It's it's a teen romance. It is strictly a teen romance. There is nothing else happening. It's not like there's like no even, right. the, even Greece, like these people are playing high schoolers, but they're clearly like the storyline they're playing is not a high school storyline. It's clearly yeah. a removed high school storyline that yeah. and everyone as someone who goes to school in the early like as a middle schooler when this was coming out, I can personally say I did not personally identify with Rizzo. 
Um, I did not personally identify with Sandy. That was not yeah. the experience I was going through. I, I apologize. Um, it's, well, but, considering Greece originally went on Broadway in the late fifties, it makes me think like, what the shit? Like, what were I you know, guys doing in the fifties? You, what? Letting these 20 um, year olds into your high schools. Yeah, yeah. But the other, to your point though, about it being strictly teen and nothing really layered underneath it. Like, yeah, even just the concept just of like, um, Zach and Vanessa being from different cultural backgrounds, and that's not a thing. It they can just exist. Yeah, it just they is. can be yeah. hopelessly romantic about each other and confused teenagers about it, and no mm-hmm. one's telling Vanessa you can't date this white boy. Yeah, and I I really appreciate that too because I mean as someone who definitely was not as educated on racial inequalities and things in that sphere as a teenager, I genuinely did not even like second guess or question any of the racial interactions, anything that happened. And like, I, I did have some background cause I had seen like hairspray and saw these other things. And, you mm-hmm. know, I had some kind of context, but I just didn't like, it was fine. Like there yeah. was no issues happening and it wasn't, there's no like underlying agenda that's happening. Mm-hmm. And they just, it just happens. It's yeah. just the thing that happens and it's fine. And there's no issues. And yeah. it's just, I think the biggest thing is like, we're just here to have fun. Yeah. There's no, we're not here to send home a message. Really. We're just here to say these kids are in high school and it's okay to be yourself Yeah, and have fun. Yeah. And that's really mostly it. Yeah. Which I love. I need, we need more of that. I was telling my friend Nikki the other day, or I tell, we have the, she and I have this conversation actually pretty regularly. I can't do black trauma anymore. Like I want to see I want a rom-com like I want a rom-com starring I don't know John David Washington Lakeith Stanfield I don't care like one of these beautiful men walking around the planet who is black to come in to have a meet cute with I don't know somebody else like give me a rom-com with Zandaya I don't care oh that'd be fun I don't care just give me a rom-com where the cast is black and we're not dealing with racism that's all I want that's all I want (laughs) That reminds me, I have to go watch one of my favorite comedians is Nicole Byer. Who's oh my God. Famous. I love her so she, much. I, I will follow her to the ends of the year. I listen to all her podcasts. I listen to like, I was just watching a YouTube video. If she is part of it, I want to listen or watch it. Watch it I because a rom-com with her. She, well, so she's actually has a show that I have to watch. It's called grand crew and I haven't seen oh, it yet. Uh-huh. It's a full black cast, yeah. but I, I have to go watch it. Cause I've heard it's really good too. And I'm like, Oh, I just haven't watched it yet. But, oh, oh my God, if she, I, I'm waiting because she on her podcast has been talking about this because she has one podcast um, where they talk about things that she's never seen and then they watch them and then they talk about it. But what, what they're doing right now is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, nice. And she's like manifested over and over and over again that she wants to be the goofy fat version of Storm yeah. from the X-Men. And I'm like, I want this movie. Like who, who, who can I contact Who's in Marvel? Charge? Who's Who in can charge? I contact in Marvel who can make this a thing? Does because- Halle Berry have any pull? Because I think they're friends. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. Bring, bring, bring Nicole Byer. This movie will make you so much money. Yeah. And she's so funny. We were just watching her oh, on God, Z-Way her. the other day. I don't know if you've seen that show. Oh, it's on Showtime. I didn't know and she was. Yeah. I didn't realize they, she had done a spot on there. Yeah. And we, I was dying oh she's so i i saw her in person like right before the pandemic hit oh. she came to a comedy club in boston oh my god and she's like i actually i went with my mom to that too because i actually 
the story is me and my ex-boyfriend had bought tickets to go see it and then he broke up with me and I was like I have the tickets and so I ended up just taking my mom with me my mom was like this is so scandalous I was like this is great (laughs) I love her so much oh my god that's the best I love that we just had a Nicole Byer moment um (laughs) if Atlanta could give me more Nicole Byer like if if she had like a live stream I would just watch it all day yeah yeah. that's all I want (laughs) I love that is there a favorite song or performance from the high school musical franchise do you have one do you have a favorite that's a good question because the the song from the first one kind of like splashed out of the water like people it was like the biggest hit Mm -hmm. yeah that was kind of I feel like because that was the last song and it also had a dance that you could Uh do with it like a very specified dance that you could do with it kind of I don't know, is this the advent of the TikTok dance? Is this where this started? Oh. Like, like the dance that you can dance along. I don't remember there being movies before this where I was like, oh yeah, I do a dance to this song. You know what's interesting about that? Because the 1999 was the year of the musical number it, randomly in movies. Mm-hmm. She's all that. Uh, 10 Things I Hate. Oh no, they didn't do a choreographed 10 Things I Hate. Okay. She's all that had a choreographed number. Never Been Kissed had one, but it was oh, like- okay maybe but it wasn't choreographed shoot now I'm getting confused but the point is is the only one I can think of where they have like a choreographed dance number that my friends and I did try to like figure out how to learn was Mm -hmm. in she's all that because Usher was the DJ and he's like calling out all the things oh yeah but I can't think of anything else because every movie took every movie in 1999 had prom yeah they were dancing there they but. would dance that and then they'd be like sometimes it'd be like a ballroom dance or they think like dirty dancing like that's not dancing that you can emulate yeah no totally would have gotten in trouble at school for that which is hilarious because the other things that people were doing whatever anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, i'd say the dirty dancing would have been pretty tame but that's that's just me but, yeah you know yeah hey whatevs but yeah. yeah no i i'm trying to think of what like my favorite song I mean, like we talked about before we start recording, the second movie is clearly, it yeah. is full of bangers. It is just the best of the three by yeah. far. Yeah. I think, I think probably, I don't know. I like work this out from the second movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I like, I really enjoy Bop to the Top for some reason in the first one. It's just so, I remember, I, I tried to learn that dance so hard. I, when I we had the movie for some reason that dance to me was better I think because in my head I was qualified to be Sharpay's like sibling as Ryan like I didn't yeah. want to be Sharpay but I wanted to be Ryan and I was like I could be Ryan like look at me here I am yeah. I I could be the second in command yeah. of this this sassy army but <laughs> one of the, but one of the things that really stands out to me as like kind of a like ridiculous moment that is a song that really sticks with me is um oh gosh what's the from it's from the second movie i'm not gonna stop that's who i am yeah. i'll give it all i got that is a oh, bet on it that's what it's been on that's it from that from zach his facial expressions and his like just like over the top campy yeah. determination in that is just chef yeah. kiss i could i couldn't make it any more goofy if i tried and i love it yeah give me every I, second of it yeah I really want to be embarrassed and not ever admit that I have I do love Zach Efron and I think he's adorable and I will watch oh he's hot reason. he's really hot yeah but I just can't not 
you know, I don't know yeah. what it is. And I saw him on Ellen one time and when he was promoting Baywatch, because mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, obviously I'm going to watch Baywatch. Yeah. Um, and he, they did like a life-size like wax model of him and he like, Ooh. it's like ripped this life-size mold of him. And he's like, first of all, before we start, whatever you want to start Ellen, I need everyone to know that this is not realistic. Like do not think that this is realistic pointing to the mm-hmm. mold or whatever. Cause it had like 14 abs and like biceps for days. And he's like, this isn't real. Please do not think that you can mm-hmm. achieve this because this is not achievable. And I was like, hey, I really appreciate you being mindful of people oh, yeah. internalizing what this little wax thing is looking yeah. like. That's, you know, that's a lot of pressure to be like super fit and hot. Yeah. I, I feel like on the whole, the people that Disney hired for this movie and like some of the other movies and shows around this, like they're just like genuinely good people. And like, even yeah. going forward, they've their careers have brought them to a spot where I'm like, yeah, like things have been hard for you, but mm-hmm. I really admire what you've done. Like even me just thinking like to like Demi Lovato, like she's been through a lot, but she's yeah. such a great advocate for like mental health and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just such a, like, it's a, she could have taken that a much different direction. Yeah, absolutely. Jody Sweeten. Um, just kidding. Um, <laughs> poor Jody Sweeten. She has a full career on Hallmark now. And we're very proud of you, Stephanie Tanner. Um, but oh, she yeah. had a really dark period where you're just like, yeah. oh, there was just not. It's hard. Uh huh. And we're so like society is so awful. Like, who was supporting her, and what kind of family did she have around her, and what kind of team did she have around her? And I don't know. Anyway. Yeah it's lonely to be at the top because then Mm -hmm. you have like, you have support system people, but they are your work support system people. And they're like, they're there to do work. They're not there to be your therapist mm -hmm. or your friend. Or like situations like Lindsay Lohan, whose parents were just like, were her parents Mm -hmm. only in, in it for her money and her fame to try and get famous and money themselves or, you know, and it's just, it's so sad. It's really sad. But we're not going to end yeah. on a sad note because nobody wants that. No. <laughs> when I was 22, High School Musical first released. So it wasn't on my radar as I was, well, let's just call it domestically distracted. But when I did discover it a few years later, I think in 2007, because the third, that's when the second one came out. So yeah. it must've been 2007 because I saw the second one and I was like, what is this magic that I love? <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that one actually came out just as a sidebar too. That one actually, cause the first one, like we talked about came out on Disney channel. That one also came out on Disney channel specifically. There was a whole premiere night. I remember me and my friends, we set up, we went to my friend's house and we had pizza and we had soda and we sat in front of her, like, what was it? Like a 14 by 14 inch TV that nice. had the whole back section to it. And yeah. we watched this movie Yeah, as of like a party of little teenagers. And I love that. It was, it was not a big screen release, but for us, this was like a huge moment. You know what though? Disney was really good at creating the energy around hosting something like that. Like we did that with the Phineas and Fur big movies. Every time they played Halloween town, we did something like we had some sort of something. There was some, um, when, um, gravity falls ended we like did a whole you know what I mean like so they were really good especially in that period of time 2006 to 12 really good at creating that energy for you to want to come together with your people so it's like you have a movie theater experience but you don't you get to do it from the comfort of your own home and with people you actually like 
They were preparing us for 2020, clearly. Honestly. (laughs) Well, that was when they were also like in in the ad breaks, they would bring in the actors who were going to be in that coming movie. They'd start advertising like two or three months out and they do like little vignettes with them and like little moments with them on set or they'd show you how to make a specific drink or like a snack or something or a craft that went along with it. And then you could go on the disneychannel.com website and you could find all the, like the coloring pages and the printouts that went with everything and the decorations that you could print out and put everywhere with like the name tags and everything. Uh And yeah, they made it a a full event Yeah, and just like a whole lead up. And they, I remember too, they would have like a countdown that would be going on with they they show like the commercial for that's it right do, the little ticker the in disney, the corner where it was like five yeah, days until the yeah premiere. the disney ear would be down in the bottom like kind of like semi-transparent yeah. it would be like high school musical two five days three minutes and yeah 57 seconds and it would yes. just be counting down the entire time it's like they were very good at building anticipation and making us like want this yeah gosh what a time to have worked at disney and to come up with all the ways to get people addicted to your shit <laughs> I, I mean honestly i don't know i mean you can probably speak to this more than i can because i'm not actively watching disney channel anymore but like i don't think that that level of hype is there anymore like it would be really I, hard to match it i honestly could not tell you so like my best friend's daughter is 10 years younger than my son and so mm-hmm. some of the stuff she tells me that's happening on disney channel now i'm just like that sounds like trash like I don't want to be a part of that because I because when he wanted to watch things like Wizards of Waverly Place Hannah Montana um Lab Rats um you know any of these shows like any of those shows it was like I I didn't turn my nose up and walk out it wasn't like this is garbage show like tv I can't do this like we're making our children dumb and now some of the stuff that, you know, my friend talks about that she's, that the, is on Disney channel, the hype isn't there. And the quality of TV does just doesn't feel the same. I really do think that that 2006 to like 2012 was it's like, maybe even 2014 really feels like it's prime. Prime Disney channel. Mm-hmm. I will say, and I, Jessie, will go on I loved watching Jesse. Like that oh, one was a Jessie. fun one. Yeah. I was gonna say, I will go on record saying that Hannah Montana, like actually is like a quality show. Like yeah, you watch, it really is. you watch that and you're like, yeah, this is actually as, even as an adult, like this is enjoyable. Plus they had like, like Dolly Parton used to come mm-hmm. on and like some of the other bigger names that during that time came on. I remember it was really big. Like when the Jonas brothers came on once in a yeah. while or all the just like bigger. I remember, oh gosh, what's his name? Um, Nick can not Nick Cannon, um, from Backstreet Boys, uh, Nick Lachey. Carter. No, that's Nick not Carter. Nick Carter. Nick Carter. Carter yeah. I'm all like Lachey's 98 degrees. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you get those people who were, who were big. They, they came onto these shows too. Uh-huh. And it, it was wild. Yeah. And like Miley's dad was, who it was real, her real dad came on Billy Ray Cyrus. Like, yeah. and he was like a big name, especially for people who were adults during that time frame mm-hmm. too. And it's just mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. They did a great, it was such a great era. I think of the Disney channel. Um, I don't know if they're propelling people in the same way they are. Anyway, that's, you know, we'll find out, we'll find out in 10 years. It'll be great. Maybe I'll go watch some Disney. I have Disney plus. It's not the same thing because there's no commercial breaks with yeah. Disney ears, but you know, maybe I'll go. I, I'm probably not going to go watch the high school musical show though. That, that feels sacrilegious to me. Honestly. Yeah. I don't know if I'm into it either. Yeah. Juliana, thank you so much for being on the show and joining me today. Can you remind our friends at home where they can find you if they want to keep up with you online? Yes. Uh, well, thank you for having me. This was really fun. And uh, I hope that this at least 
strikes a chord of strikes a chord of nostalgia with at least one person out there because i think i think people are gonna have more feelings and thoughts than they thought they did once they start listening to this episode so i'm intrigued to see if you get any feedback on this and what people say for sure for sure um but yeah if if you liked the sounds of my dulcet tones um you can find me on one of my other two podcasts I am the host of Puffcast, which we have coined as your Harry Potter happy place. It is two Harry Potter super fans who are Hufflepuffs just talking everything Harry Potter. And our main goal is just to make sure you feel like you have a place that's friendly and you have friends that you can go back to. So pretty much if you like Harry Potter and you want to make some friends, we're here for you over on Puffcast. Um, and then my other podcast is Into the Fold, which is a books club style reading of the Grishaverse, which if you have seen the Netflix show Shadow and Bone, that is the book series that that is based off of. And we're reading it chapter by chapter. And so if you've read it before or you haven't read it before, you can read it chapter by chapter with us and having like book club discussions, essentially. Um, and we love to get our listeners involved, too. So it's cool. Yeah. If you're looking to pick up a new fantasy YA book definitely go check out into the fold we are having a really fun time and we're only like halfway through book two and there are like how many books are there there's like seven or eight books so gosh we're not that far into it and the first three that we're reading are definitely like more YA so they're easy reads once we get to like the last two those are definitely more like getting closer to the adult fiction section but the first three are very very easy reads so you're looking for a nice fun time we're over there at into the fold pod um and you can always bother me over on instagram at on jelly j-e-l-l-y anna a-n-n-a underscore runs on instagram so um i love to send a voicemail i love to send a voice message so yeah texts and everything so hit me up those voice that voice memo feature is pretty much my favorite thing oh in life god. now yeah i people have been like oh my god i'll use it on the podcast instagram too and they're like wow i get a voice message from you i'm like yeah because it's easier because it's so much easier like i i'm not using this because like you're an exclusively right. fabulous person to talk to i'm using it because i need to respond to you and yeah. this is the easiest way to yeah. do it i'm cooking dinner you're getting my voice and yeah. the crackling sounds of dinner mm-hmm. uh- oh exactly yeah all the background noise my friends sometimes will be like we couldn't hear you but the birds behind you sounded really nice so i was yeah. like great love to hear it love it pop culture makes me jealous is written edited and produced by me julie washington and i am fueled by the incredible support system of women who allow me to run ideas cry and melt down when i feel overwhelmed i also want to do a big shout out to our patreon community thank you for your continued support it brings me great joy to bring you quality content and our monthly get-togethers thanks again to juliana for joining us and thanks for tuning in y'all we'll see that's not how i end the show Oh, it could be though. It could be. Thanks you for tuning in. Go- I know. I'm like, oh, sorry guys. This is a new version of ASMR. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so relaxing? Right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Until next time. 